0: The plot is Old Hat. It's basically a haunted house movie set in outer space. It's 1979. Overdone set design. Yes, it's impressive, but it overwhelms what little plot there is. What? It's, like this, a, it's, it's a sci-fi. Horror. Setting is,
1: is everything.
2: It's everything, and it's also a horror film?
0: People stumble around in dark corridors and dark rooms looking for a cat. Not
2: once, but twice.
0: That's a fair
1: critique, actually.
2: No, no, that is not. That's a cat fair, is important.
1: That's a fair critique.
0: What the hell is a cat doing on a space mission?
1: They,
2: they also need a fair a, critique. A, emotional support cats.
0: Why is the alien killing? What reason? We're never given one. Oh, wait, <laughs> because it's in the script. That's why. Oh, we need motivations for the alien to murder things now. I, I don't think we
2: need motivations for a xenomorph to murder anyone. I am,
0: therefore I kill. <laughs> yeah. That was a one-star <laughs> review from IMDb. <laughs> Welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Andrew. Hello. And Steven. Hi, diddly ho there, neighbor. And in this episode, (laughs) Ned Flanders is reviewing director Ridley Scott's 1979, try that again, 1979 sci-fi horror classic, that's right, we're talking about Alien. I
2: I think this is more suspense thriller than horror.
0: No, it's
1: horror. I I Mm. 100% am with the horror. Is it a a suspense thriller? Yes, it's absolutely a horror. mm.
0: Tomato, tomato. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Listen, there's more important things to discuss, okay? Sure. Specifically, our favorite cats in media. Sure. Okay? Yeah. I
2: mean, Jonesy,
0: great cat in this movie. One of the best. Let's talk about Very our favorite good. cats. I want to start with Steven. Oh. Hit us with your favorite cat. So I am reaching back to 1993.
1: That's right. We're doing Hocus Pocus, and we're talking about Zachary Binks. Zachary oh, Binks. Yeah. Zachary. Actually, I think it's Zachary, Zachary Binks. Binks. Yeah, Zachary. But Binks. Binks, yeah. Binks. Now, to
2: be fair, as mm-hmm. a kid, I thought it was Zachary for the longest. Sure.
1: Year. I mean, it's, you know. It's very close. Colonial era, but Yeah, but
2: Zachary didn't exist back yeah, then. Yeah, Zachary. Zachary.
1: But anyway, either way, Binks is, his name as a cat, basically as, as much as we know him, right? Yeah. And one, great movie. Sure. Always, always a classic to watch. Classic Halloween flick. Yeah, yep. Halloween rolls around. We're, we're getting a second one. We'll, we'll see how that goes.
0: DVD uh, on that yeah we'll yep. see
1: we'll see <laughs> but I, I think honestly the cat is maybe the best character in this film at least on the good guy's perspective mmm
0: yes I mean, you're probably not wrong just agree with he, me
2: he is the most competent
0: yeah yes. for sure well I
2: mean he's had a he's couple, had hundred, a, he, a couple yeah, hundred
0: years yeah, to yeah, do he's got he's had
2: a while to, to kind of figure stuff out
1: yeah and obviously, you know the. I think the animatronic side of Binks holds up well. There's a couple of bits where the the lack of technology really shows. Sure. Uh, especially when he's trying to do very specific actions that you can't have just a cat do. Yeah. Yeah. With actors on screen, like he just doesn't. <laughs> like when he smacks um, uh, the Virgin. I can't think of his name now. <laughs> well, I don't even
3: know.
2: But I mean, like, I mean the Virgin. The Virgin. I mean, like, I mean that is Max. 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 Uh, I mean. It's very hard to get a cat to do things. Yeah, that you I mean want you, it to
0: you'd do. have to work with what you get from, from a cat. But I mean he's I got... mean, real cats have hard time smacking virgins too. It's, it's <laughs> rough. No, they'll do a whatever I mean, thing you know. to get a shot of in film. <laughs> <God>. Wow.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's just a really great entertaining film and Binks is a, a really big part of it, right? He's on screen yeah. a lot and has some great lines, great moments. Uh, you know, we have the the, the bus scene that at the time was just horrifying oh, absolutely horrifying but it's also you know that you know it's coming it's it's also pretty hilarious yeah just because you know he's been around for hundreds of years and this is yeah. just he's being a cat but also a sort of aware human as a cat and he's oh i hate I mean, when that happens
2: <laughs> yeah and well and then you get the uh the essentially like the animatronic balloon where they like fluff him back up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with with magic from under the asphalt but uh, like he's such a good like sarcastic and, yeah. and spunky character. Yeah, for, and for he, just he, being, he's a cat.
0: present throughout. Yeah, I think a lot of other movies that have kind of similar-ish characters, they like they're in it in pieces here and there because oh. they probably were trying not to do too many animatronics. But like, yeah, he's he's just part of the party. right? Yeah, he's, he's... just part of. Yeah, he goes everywhere with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Andrew, what okay. is uh, what's okay. your cat? So oh, here we uh,
2: go. Okay, so I um, uh, pulled from my anime library of Black Cats. Um, it is one of my favorites. That's a very so deep d- library. Uh, it actually library. is quite, quite large. Yeah. Uh, but it is not GG from Kiki's Delivery Service. That was <gasps> so a very easy <gasps> low hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, so I went with the 2011 um, uh, hi- hysterical comedy called um, Nichi Joe or My Ordinary Life.
0: Bless
2: you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a sketch comedy parody. Uh, kind of um, uh, totally ridiculous comedy series. Yeah. And um, there's a character in there called Sakamoto. He is a black ordinary cat. So he does not
0: talk. He's he, not like a... Well,
2: he does not talk. Until? He until um, he is given a red bandana of science. Um, <laughs> made, made by Professor. That's just her name. Uh Solid and names. um so now he gets this cute little red bandana, but mm-hmm. it also gives him the ability to talk to characters. And he is uh the most sarcastic <laughs> and, and perfect um callous character in the whole show. So he's a cat. He is a cat, yeah. <laughs> and emphatically a cat the entire time because there are definitely times where he's having this very serious conversation of like trying to like um you know explain the the meaning of the universe to people, and then you know a fly will pop up, and then he just immediately um, tries to kill it, right? Uh, and then completely you know uh, ruins the whole um, the whole thing that he's actually a smart thing because he's still just a cat. He's
0: still just a cat. Yeah, yeah. that's fun.
2: And um, squirrel. Uh, the yeah, pretty much <laughs> like the the whole rest of the show is absolutely hilarious and it's um, absurdist comedy. So you will have um, uh, characters like wrestling deer. Um, what? In, in the middle of a school um, uh, courtyard, so right? No, like literally no, no actual, reason, no reason at all. It's just completely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, if you are into generally like like Far Side, um, like from like the oh, actual yeah. like comics, yeah. this is kind of your alley. For, I for would that. love this. Then oh, it's absolutely just hilarious. Yeah, uh, ro- like you will be rolling on the floor for all twenty six episodes of the show.
0: Big Gary Larson fan right here.
2: Yeah. Uh totally recommended. But uh yeah, Sakamoto is is great and he is a, a good part of the show uh, yeah that is always really fun. And I one I love black cats. I have one. He is upstairs probably sleeping on his <laughs> tower of fluffiness, right Saying now.
0: something sarcastic.
2: Yeah. What uh, uh yeah. what's the name of the show again? Uh My Ordinary Life or Nichi Joe. Uh
0: mine, I'm gonna pull from uh a bit further back. Okay. Nineteen sixty three. Okay. Oh. From Russia with Love. Oh sad. Oh sad. Blofeld's cat. Yeah. Okay. Parodied, obviously in Austin Powers with mm-hmm. Dr. Evil. Mr. Brady but like Horth. a very iconic, very pretty, white fluffy cat yep. sits in this evil dude's lap. And it's, it's in, that, very in that movie, I don't believe we ever we don't see Blofeld for another few films after no, that. So it's, yeah,
2: I don't think we actually see Blofeld until Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah,
0: especially in that one. Like mm-hmm. all you see is when it's him talking is him petting this cat or yep. a shot of the cat you know
1: <laughs> well i mean obviously stuff not just awesome powers but like mm-hmm. inspector gadget oh
0: yeah picked up on that as Dr. well Claw. there
2: there's there's gadget. a lot of uh, gadget <laughs> there are definitely a lot of parodies that just have come from that
0: yeah yeah and I I don't know the origin of like if somebody was on set was like, We let's give him a cat. That's kinda weird. And then <laughs> <laughs> This cat's really patient. Just here, hold this. Well, you no, know, I, they kinda did the same thing with The Godfather with yep. Vito Corleone. Mm-hmm. He had the the gray tabby. Yeah. Which that one I know Coppola found that cat a as a stray, on stray set. Set. Yeah, just yeah, on I was, set. I was and telling I was like, Andrew hey, about check that earlier. Yeah. So
1: hey, you don't know what to do with your hands. Here, hold a cat. <laughs> yeah. Hold this cat.
2: So I I, I kind of wonder if if Whenever they did it in From Russia with Love, if there's if that was kind of one of the the initial things that that spurred on the trope of cats generally mean if they are owned by the person they are generally the bad guys. The and bad like, guys. Yeah,
0: maybe maybe that uh, may have been the earliest example of it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, Lady and the Tramp comes to mind. What year was that? Oh, uh, that was the early that's, like that's, '50s. That was the four. I'm almost positive. No, I, mean, I can maybe seven. No, hold on, I can look it up. Y'all keep talking. Yeah.
2: But, yeah. But I wonder. I wonder if that was kind of one of like the the kind of like the flashpoints.
0: If it wasn't for, the start, it probably cemented that idea yeah. of like or that that trope of like Lady the bad the, guy.
1: Lady and the Tramp is nineteen fifty
0: five. Oh, wow. 55. I knew uh, Disney, yeah, it.
1: Disney has a lot of stuff that's old.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, because you always have like now, especially like anytime you see like oh, this person has a cat or a Siamese cat or something like that, mm-hmm. you yeah. you're like oh, well they're probably the bad guy. Yeah, definitely. Which it, it's unfortunate. I love cats. I like the movie. But you're a bad guy. Completely yeah.
0: tracks. You're the bad boy of the
1: podcast. Easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just like to point out
0: that you broke theme here. We we both picked black cats. You did. Yeah. Uh, at no point did I say it had to be a black cat. No, I mean, I <laughs> that. And, and Jonesy yeah.
2: in Alien is also not a nope, black cat. No. Orange
0: tabby. Before we get into our thoughts on Alien, let's take a quick moment to go over some plot summary and some details about the movie. When the blue-collar crew of the Nostromo responds to a distress signal from a barren planet, they discover a mysterious life form that breeds with human hosts. The acid-blooded extraterrestrial proves to be the ultimate adversary as crew members battle to stay alive and prevent the deadly creature from reaching Earth. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. You read the correct summary. Yes. That, that is correct. Uh, so this movie came out June 27th, 1979, directed by Ridley Scott. It was only the second movie he'd ever done, so it came yeah. out of the gate pretty hard. <laughs> uh, directed uh, Sir Ridley Scott, known for you know Blade Runner, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, Thelma and Louise, The Martian, The Last Duel, House of Gucci, Hannibal, Legend, Prometheus, Alien, Covenant. Man, stop! He, he's stop. done a lot of stuff. He's got a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he's all over the place. But like, I, I do like looking at his, the list of stuff. It's not like he just did science fiction. Yeah, yeah, his whole he, life. He broke or, out quite yeah, he broke out quite a bit. Uh, written by Dan O'Bannon, who also. Uh, wrote Return of the Living Dead, which if you haven't seen that nope. is like a horror comedy not spin-off of Night of the Living Dead, it's like an unofficial spin-off. Okay. That's not technically in George Romero's universe, but it's like it's actually pretty good. It's pretty funny. Um and he did Total Recall. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh you got Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, John Hurt, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, Ian Holm and Yafet Koto. Uh composed by Jerry Goldsmith. Who did Star Trek, The Motion Picture, Poltergeist, First Blood, Gremlins, Explorers, Legend, a bunch of stuff. Like, this guy's got, like, a hundred yeah. movie credits. But <laughs> what, what did we think overall about Alien?
2: Uh, this is one of my favorite films of all time.
0: I would concur with that as one of my favorites uh, also. There,
2: there, is, there is never a time where someone's like, hey, let's watch Alien, and I say no.
0: Uh, same here. Steven? It's fine. Okay. <laughs> So there, there's the guy. Back, there well, he is. Well, backstory,
1: backstory. My yeah. first introduction to the alien universe was not alien. It was not aliens. It was not alien versus predator. Mm-hmm. No, it was the alien ride at Disney World <laughs> at a point at which wow. I was far too young to be exposed to whatever was going on in that, like, yes. bunch of, like, the strobing flashing lights. You're <laughs> on the little...
2: on- honestly, even as an adult, it was still pretty it's
1: scary. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, a panel on the roof that opens and the alien's head comes down and, like, spurs nice. water never... on you. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty... Honestly, pretty hardcore for Disney. it's not still running, right? No, no,
2: for reference, it has now been replaced with the Lilo and Stitch ride or okay. experience, whatever, ride. Yeah. yeah, whatever, yeah, the 4D whatever. experience, whatever the you 4D want to call it. ride uh, in the I car think that that hat that got switched back in like the mid aughts.
0: Why, spoiler free, do you like this movie, Andrew?
2: Um, one, it is probably the only quotation marks horror, and I, I again, I don't think it's horror, okay, um, fine. but is the it is the uh, the one of the only Thriller suspense films that I genuinely enjoy. Yeah. Um, one, because Sigourney Weaver is just a tour de force in oh, this yeah. film. Uh, and I, I, I don't remember if she did anything before this, but, like, this was definitely the film where, like, like she just...
0: It was a breakout role, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: And I love how, throughout the film, you don't really see the alien until pretty much, like, the end. Yeah. Which I think is a fantastic way to do it because there was general limitations of the technology at the time. Yeah. And at at the end of the day, it's just a dude in a rubber suit. Right.
0: Sure. And,
2: (laughs) uh, because of that, they, um, Ridley Scott used, uh, lighting and, and, and different, like, um, his set design to basically obfuscate a lot of the film to make you it even more tense than what it actually was. Yeah. And I, I think it is just a masterpiece.
0: Like, I, I I agree. I love this movie. The characters are all like fun. The the moody atmosphere, like the music, the, the set design, so uh, all the A- H R. Geiger uh, Geiger uh, like alien designs mm-hmm. and like all oh, that yeah. stuff is like so just alien looking. It's, it's so bizarre. weird yeah. out there that it's like, yeah. And I I think it's it's. One of those movies that I use as a, a prime example of how to properly build tension mm-hmm. in a movie. I think it's a really good example of that. So, so Stephen, why do you think it's okay?
1: Well, I mean, it's not that I just think it's okay. It's just mm-hmm. not one of my favorites, right? Okay, yeah. And a lot of it is because it's a very good horror film, right? Yeah. They, they really took the lesson. Uh, I think I have this right in timeline here for Jaws.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: 75. Yeah. Yeah. Of, well, you know, the animatronic kept breaking with jaws. So they had to do all those shots kind of from the shark perspective and it built tension, right? Mm-hmm. This, we're not getting, you know, the alien's view or something. Yeah. But they still did a really good job of, well, we just have a dude in a rubber suit <laughs> trying to stuff himself through kind of narrow passageway <laughs> stuff. Right. So let's just only, you know, briefly illuminate it by just having a spaceship that just they, the budget for light bulbs was right out. Can we ship you, you know, <laughs> Interstellar? Absolutely. Can you have light bulbs while you do it? Absolutely not. Yeah. Because <laughs> there is no lighting whatsoever. And there are moments where the lights are going on and off, you know, strobes. Off. Just, you have to wonder... Who installed that lighting system said, oh, yeah, this is just what you need in the engineering decks. It'll illuminate everything for a fraction of a second.
0: Oh, there's an emergency? Yeah, yeah. It's just going to flash and pulse at such a rate that it makes you trip really easy. Yeah, yeah it'd be great.
2: So um, uh, before we get into scores, I just mm-hmm. wanted to also kind of um, pound down one more reason why I love this film so much. Go for it. Is this film has... Hands down, the best movie trailer of all time. Fight me.
1: It is I, a really I've, solid I've trailer. never seen it, so I couldn't uh, say it.
2: It is. It tells you absolutely nothing, and yeah. you know exactly what the tone of the film is mm-hmm. the second that you see it. Unless you are my parents, I'm sorry I'm going to throw you under the bus, but they went to see this film when it came out in theaters. <laughs> oh, no. This would be a thought, fun movie. They thought they were going to go
1: see Star Wars. Oh, no. Or, or like 2001. Or, yeah, or like 2001
2: yeah. or something, and they did not get that. Okay. And I'm wondering, like, did you see anything on this film? I love you, but come, come on.
0: My, my parents loved this movie, and I watched it when I was probably four or five. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw this way too early. But it didn't really scare me like other stuff did yeah. as a kid. Uh, but I, I, I loved it. I've loved it my whole life. It's been—the Aliens franchise, good and bad, has been a part of my life <laughs> <laughs> the whole way through. Let's get into our scoring. Yeah. So the way this works is— each of us rate this movie across five different categories. We got spectacle, performance, score, plot, and entertainment. We don't know each other's scores, and then we take these mystery scores that we have given those five metrics, and we shove them into a hyper um, hyperbolic time chamber. Hyperbolic. I was gonna say time chamber. We shove them into a pressure cooker, a pressure sleep chamber. <laughs> <laughs> send it off into space, <laughs> and the only thing that survives is our overall score. A
2: hyper sleep chamber. A
0: hyper sleep chamber. Yeah, there you hyperbolic go. rhyme chamber. <laughs> Yeah, a hyperbolic rhyme chamber. And our score for Alien is eight. How do you guys feel about that?
2: I think that is far too low.
0: Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty low. I, mean, I blame
2: Stephen for this.
0: Honestly, I mean, that, that no, probably tracks with the really. like, critical consensus if I had to. Uh, no, guess. I, it it's a, But it's yeah, an, I, I agree also. I think it should be higher, but I'm biased. It's an 8.3 on IMDb. Yeah. So yeah, it, it tracks pretty well. Probably tracks. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. That's fine.
0: I'm not mad. Andrew's Andrew's salty right now. (laughs) Why is he shaking and so red? Okay, so who is this movie for, Andrew?
2: I I would definitely say people that, um, one, don't mind being scared or like having a lot of good suspense. Sure. Uh, If you like cats, this is a good... Good film,
0: <laughs> not the movie cats, yeah, but yeah, yeah. cats the animal, right? Cats the animal. Okay, the domestic feline. if You're a big Jellicle cat fan. No, you stop! Gotta Please stop. <laughs> do you have a rumple teaser poster? <laughs> you gotta watch Alien. Oh.
2: Who is this movie not for? I will say, hold
1: on now. I, well, I hold thought, on. Who do you think it's for? I, I will say, I think thought Andrew's opinion of who this is for is is everyone. No, <laughs> <in> the women and <laughs> children. <laughs> Chail it to your babies, you cowards. <laughs> no, I was being mo-
2: generally sarcastic.
1: Uh, horror fans, definitely. Okay. Sure. If you like tense, suspenseful thriller, it's it's not super in-depth sci-fi per se, although it is certainly more of a sci-fi than your Star Wars, et cetera. Sure. But, but yeah, yeah, intense thriller. Well, okay, let me, it's not your action sci-fi. No. It is definitely no, it is a, is a, a it, horror suspense thriller. It is an elemental yeah. sci-fi. Whatever Andrew just said, <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> moving on. Uh, so who who should avoid this movie? Who's this not for? People that don't like to be scared. Okay,
1: yeah. If you can't
0: handle jump
1: scares, the,
0: suspense,
1: that kind of stuff, a little it, bit of gore.
2: It's it's not super gory. It's not it's not uh, in, a little bit, just a little. Yeah, but there are definitely scenes where um, if you are if you don't handle uh, general anxiety very well, especially right. like if you watch <laughs> films and you get really tense yeah and you don't like that feeling. don't watch this
0: film <laughs> yeah <laughs> or or sit in a massage chair while you watch it, maybe yeah, so it just yeah. keeps you loose. If you haven't watched this movie because it's an older film and maybe you know you didn't see it back in the day, know going in that it's it's paced slow on purpose, like it builds some mm-hmm. tension. so if if you're I, looking for like a quick boom, you know boom 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 boom, 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 boom I, like I modern feel, horror
1: movies like, I don't even feel that it's that feels like it's paced very it's, slow. It's not, like, i Once what, what's not so? it goes like the the initial the first fifteen twenty minutes maybe yeah. But, like, once it goes, it does not let go
0: of you. Well, I think it's 45 minutes in before the, 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 thing, the twing, happens, yeah. things start to unravel. It, if I, it, time it was already unraveling minute. by then. But, yeah. Anyways. But what I'm getting at is, like, modern horror fans, may, if you're, like, looking at this purely, like, a scary movie, are used to things just, like, slamming boom, off the boom, top. Boom, like yeah. Every modern scary movie just about starts with, like, a cheap jump scare yep. and something insane. And then, you know, they, they try to get you early. This movie yeah. makes you earn it they do some world building you know the characters yeah. all that I think, stuff too
1: it, it kind of does the real slow burn and build which is just a bigger oomph when it does
0: finally land right i, I agree i'm yeah. just using that as a word of caution yeah. of like don't go into this expecting
2: yeah no the, the the final payoff of this film is fabulous
0: yeah i might take
1: some objection to the final payoff but there are definitely payoffs throughout that hit very hard. He's wrong, it's fine.
0: All right, last meal before hypersleep. Do you guys
1: listen
2: to music while you're stuck in there?
1: Not man, I listen to spoilers intended bonus episodes.
0: Yeah, if you support them for $1 a month on their Patreon, you unlock all their bonus episodes. For just $1? Yeah. Hey, d- does that guy look okay <laughs> <laughs> to right, you? he's fine, these beans are just spicy. They also have a website, spoilersintendedpodcast.com. It's got previous episodes, links to Instagram. Is, is that guy about to hurl? <laughs> I didn't think
2: these beans were that spicy.
1: Oh man, I've never seen heartburn this bad.
0: Uh, I don't know, guys. Put your fork down. It, it, It might be food poisoning. Put your forks down. What was in those beans? Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Oh, maraca
3: gal, send me a kiss by one. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you'll lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone oh. and tell me I'm your own.
0: Check, Check please. please. All right, so that means we are now past the spoiler wall, so it's all spoilers all the time. uh Before we get into our individual scores, I want to hit you guys with some trivia real sure. quick. all right. Uh, get your thoughts on some of this. So Man in Ridley a Scott, suit. do what? Man in a rubber suit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia actually made of flubber. Not rubber. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ridley Scott cites three movies as his inspiration uh, for this, or, or shaping basically yeah. the outcome. Mm. Star Wars episode uh, for a new hope. Uh, Two thousand one, a space odyssey. Yeah. And for its depiction of outer yeah, yeah. space mm-hmm. and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for its treatment of horror. Perfect. Yeah, I, perfect I, combination. I, yeah,
2: those, I was going to say that's basically exactly what I would peg as what mm-hmm. the inspiration
0: was. Yeah, like this movie. We like actually, the combination of factors that led to this movie, yeah. yeah.
1: We actually had a discussion before you got here about the idea of, you know, when people separate off from a group and you're like, oh, you shouldn't do that and whether or not at that time of cinema yeah, if the fans would be aware of this concept i was like ah texas chainsaw massacre is you know 74 74 yeah and then so you hear you say oh it's a it's one of his inspirations like, okay cool i had the right idea of, of what I yeah. was working with
2: but then like people that were into sci-fi especially don't have like, no they, way they no don't way. yeah because yeah. like i like i know my parents had never seen texas chainsaw massacre before that <laughs> just because they don't like scary stuff sure yeah so like the, going into this like like they had no idea.
0: Yeah. Well, I imagine there's probably a lot of people that were yeah. like that because Texas Chainsaw Massacre was, even though it was, it's still kind of somewhat niche. popular back then. It was still kind of a grindhouse. Yeah. You only went to see yeah. it if you were like after a scary movie. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of people that went to see Alien that had no no prior knowledge of oh, that. They, they totally
1: said, "Oh, Star Wars in 2001. Oh, I should go check <laughs> yeah, that out. Yeah,
0: I love sci-fi. <laughs> <I'm> Scare <laughs> the be- Jesus out of you. <laughs> uh, so it was actually. Con- Conceptual artist Ron Cobb, who came up with the idea that the alien should bleed acid. They came about this when Dan O'Bannon ran into a wall with the screenplay and How to Handle the Last Half of the Movie. He needed a good reason for why the crew members don't just shoot the thing and kill it and still not make it an indestructible monster that can't be killed. Yeah. So the yeah. acid blood was the idea that solved the problem of that, and then that led to Ridley Scott... Yeah. What if we have a scene where it goes through the you know? Well, the and
2: then turns out um, having that kind of crux for the xenomorph is fantastic for aliens.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when you have people that want to shoot them.
0: So the chestburster burster scene was not filmed in one take, like the myth often says. Like people try to make it out like it was. Oh,
2: like like th- they didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah.
0: Uh, the scene was actually filmed twice. On the first take, the chest burster did not make it through Kane's shirt. So the, <laughs> the, the crew needed to reset and shoot it again. But the failed attempt is actually visible in the movie uh, because Ridley thought it made it look like the creature was struggling to push its way out. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh that made the scene even more violent, which is crazy. That like that wasn't planned. That it was it was gonna just explode out immediately. Yeah. And then when it couldn't get through, they left that in as like to make it more tense. I was like, that's that's some fun editing. Yeah. And stuff yeah. Like that. yeah. Uh, for that chest burster sequence, John Hurt. Uh, he stuck his head, shoulders, and arms through a hole in the mess table mm-hmm. linking up with like the you know, mechanical torso mm-hmm. that was packed with compressed air uh, and lots of animal guts, which according to so- Sigourney Weaver caused the set to smell terribly. Shocker. Uh, so the rest of the cast were not told that real blood and guts were going to be used oh. Oh. so as to provide genuine reactions and shock oh. and disgust. So apparently this worked so well that Yafet Koto went home in complete shock afterwards, <laughs> locked himself in a room, oh. and refused to talk to his wife for several hours. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
3: Uh
0: One last one. The dead face hugger that Ash autopsies was made using shellfish. Four oysters, a sheep kidney, and uh, some other internal organs to recreate the, uh, yeah, yeah. the look of it. That's Damn. why it looks so real and so like... Because it, oh. it is. Yeah, biological. That's <laughs> uh, had to, filming because... had to be done quickly because yep. the organic material would go bad extremely fast, especially under All the studio lights. lights. Yeah, yeah say. Yeah. about that smell Oh, well, Yeah, because
2: uh, like those studio lights are brutally hot.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 All right, well, let's get into our individual scores. Let's uh-huh. start off with Spectacle. Who wants to take it?
2: I'll, I want to hear Steven's take first.
0: Steven, get up oh, in here. me spectacle. on
1: Spectacle? I gave it a nine. Nice. This is almost a perfect replication or rendition, I guess I should say, of sci-fi horror. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The... The strobing light—they don't make sense. We can get into that later. Sure, yeah. But the strobing light effects, the you know, just the warning lights, the whole her having to go through the whole uh, self-destruct sequence and then also try to undo it.
2: Well, and the whole aesthetic of just
1: the aesthetic is so good. But like the the look of all of the the alien world Mm -hmm. and the crash ship and the like the HR Geiger inputs, right? Yeah. Those are
0: still hold up great today. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, th- in the one star review, when he's complaining about the overdone set design, I'm oh. like, "What are you talking yeah, about? What is like the ship and the, the the mess hall? Everything's just yeah, yeah. Right.
1: And I, I think you know there there are a couple of complaints. There's a few effects that don't hold up as well now. Uh, watching the Nostromo explode
0: was, I mean, it was okay.
2: It's, it's 1979. I was going to say,
0: for 79, though, I it think was that good. was probably... You know, it, it's
2: 1979, and they didn't have ILM.
0: Right. right. The, so the, like,
2: the
1: initial explosion isn't great. The actual you know, kind of aftermath of it is good. Yeah. And some of the other you know, like the when the, she uses the thruster and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, the, the flamethrowers, all these things come off really well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that one little bit. And then also, uh, there's a little, almost a little too much design going on in some of the sets mm-hmm. where it's not that it's overdone it's just that when you look at it you're like nobody lives and works in these conditions no, not, like this is not <laughs> well,
0: future people do steve well,
1: obviously, i mean this, this, is clear, this is clearly like a <laughs> future a, miners a relatively love it. <laughs>
2: dystopian future
1: yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. But I mean, you have, you know, like with the main crew quarters, the mess hall, those all look bright, clean, good. Yeah. It's everywhere else where it's like-
2: Everyone else in the Nostromo, yeah. like
1: literally, if you just don't have your headlamp, well, you just can't work today. It's like, okay, no, nothing is set up that way. <laughs> but it's a good spectacle. Yeah. It just can throw you off some in terms of keeping you dialed into the idea that this is a real working, breathing ship as yeah. opposed to- Oh, it's just a set for a little horror monster to scuttle around in, in the background. Yeah. Mm. So
0: Andrew, would you uh, give it?
2: I also gave it a nine. Nice. Uh but basically for the same points. Uh I I thought Ridley's um just general cinematography for this was just absolutely just phenomenal. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. his
0: It's so purposeful. There's so many shots I, I, I left. Like, I left you this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. His,
2: you this. his use of lighting throughout the whole film oh, yeah. is just Absolutely, just spectacular.
0: Like in the the opening shot when uh, Mother is waking up the computer, uh-huh. and it's reflected in the emergency helmets and on the, the helmets, back of yeah. the seats. Like oh, I love that. Man. Every time it happens.
2: Yep. Like there's just even the um uh, whenever uh when Dallas is in the like kind of like the corridor, and he's like shooting the flames. Oh, I love the, that, the, the, the ducks. Yeah. And uh, and you like because you know what's gonna happen. Like, oh, there, sure. There, you know, at this point, there's no way he's surviving this. Right. But like. You just know, like as he's like doing that, ah, just mm, it's just so good, yeah, and uh, you know, like I've basically only knocked at one point, uh mostly for just some of like the like the Nostromo um things, what are you what are you squinting at? I, me for? I left
1: you this point, and you're not going to bring it up uh, you said the word cinematography, and then you just ignored a, a huge horror scene I mm-hmm. don't well what. So the when, chestburster?
2: No. Oh, oh no 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 like uh, uh, I was I was getting, uh, there. I was getting you, there.
0: Somebody clue you know. me in fast. Yeah, okay, no.
2: Um so my <laughs> final point uh uh-huh. was going to be whenever um uh she goes into basically look at the the dead body that has the chestburster on it. Chestburster's not there anymore. Or not uh, the the, no, the no, face, it's hugger. face hugger. He's
1: not dead yet. He's just a, in coma.
2: You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um the face hugger's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's basically they have to like try and catch it. Yeah. Right. In that, mm-hmm. and um, some of the shots of him, like of basically like the POV kind of of the chestburster burster on the floor, yeah. where they're like looking around and trying to find it and stuff, because mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen. But it's also like kind of terrifying because like I I have a less problem with big human sized problems. I have a big <laughs> problem with very small spider like problems. Little ankle right? biters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it definitely feels as if the scene is being shot from. The, the creature's perspective because yeah. it's low down on the ground and
0: well and they switched to around. like a handheld camera at that mm. point yeah. not like shaky but just enough to to give some like some general slight movement, movement yeah. to it right there to kind of mm. shift it again so your your perspective changes and like the Mm-hmm. the type of camera yeah. work changes too to kind of drive that home. Ryan. I gave it a nine. Yep. Hey. Uh, nine's all around. <laughs> uh, same stuff. I think the cinematography is great. The lighting is amazing. I do want to shout out uh, the like sound design because mm-hmm. a lot of the the, uh, the sound effects are just really fun and creative. Like when the computers you boot know, up. You know
1: we have a category that that could kind of fit in.
0: Yeah, the, the score, score? score. Yeah, score. I'm talking things, sound effects. Well, that can that's be still sound still design fits. too. It still fits. Yeah. Okay, well, keep yeah, on, carry mind. on.
1: No, carry on. I don't respect. Well,
0: because y'all took all my other points. <laughs> Get right, you let us go first. I know. I think the cinematography is great. I think the lighting's great. I was trying to see if I had any other points other than that. No, I mean,
2: like it's just a tour de force of just Ridley, and this is his second film.
0: This is number two, and there's so many, like, from what I understand just from, like, stories on the set of, like, how Ridley Scott's imagination would just Mm -hmm. run with stuff, like like the idea that they didn't know it had, you know, acid for blood, and then the one dude was like, what if it had acid for blood? And he's like, (laughs) I've got a scene, <laughs> you know. There's like uh, when when they first go down to the planet, mm-hmm. the people in the suits are actually children. They put children in suits so oh. that they would look smaller on oh. that like ramp than it would look like oh. it was an adult was oh, yeah, actually yeah, standing so there. Look, yeah. There's a bunch of like tiny things they did. They came up with both for like budget and technology mm-hmm. reasons. Like the um the alien spacecraft was a model. Yeah, the, where the um the space derelict, jockeys yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, and. It looked cheesy when they just shot it straight on too much of them walking up towards it. Yeah. So what he did was he was he found an old uh, video camera, and was like, "Let's just shoot it handheld as if it's from their perspective, and we'll have Ash watching it on a monitor, back you know on the yeah. ship." And that adds even more like suspense and creepiness to it because you can't quite make out what yeah, they're sure seeing. what it is. Yeah. yeah. And so it that you know kind of workaround ended up being something that was like even better than what they probably had planned mm-hmm. originally. So there's just so many things like that that happen in this movie that just make it absolutely one of my favorite movies. And yeah. like definitely cinematography and lighting, though. Like yeah. You could teach a class based off this movie. So mm-hmm. so
2: one of my... Uh, just th- That kind of reminded me of one of my other favorite scenes is whenever Brett is in the garage... And the alien, is, and maybe this is in the, the, the not theatrical cut where basically mm-hmm. the alien's hanging upside down and you don't really notice that it's the alien at first. Yeah. And then, um, cause you have like kind of the blue light and it all just looks like everything's kind of hanging down. I think all that's director's change. cut and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then it basically like kind of, you know, comes down and and gets ready to kill him. Yeah. Um, that's, I love that shot. Yeah. yeah. That may be a director's cut.
0: Which by the way tiny info here. Ridley Scott says the theatrical version is the definitive version. Okay. So his director's cut he did in 03 mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. just done as part of a, um, Promotional. a special edition release yeah. on DVD or whatever it was. Yeah, DVD because it was pre-Blu-ray. But, uh, and he did the cut and he, he basically trimmed it by four minutes, the overall mm-hmm. uh, movie. Oh. And a lot of the scenes, it's the same scene, it's just a different take of oh, a scene or a different okay. angle of that scene. Okay. So it's really just kind of like a minor remix and he really... He didn't do it because, like, the theatrical wasn't his vision. It was more of a, hey, a, here's a fun little it's remix. It's a fun look at yeah. different yeah. angles it, we it did. It wasn't like Blade Runner. Right. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely not like Blade Runner that had several versions. Uh, but, yeah, so just for anyone watching at home, I, the theatrical version is apparently Ridley's, like, that is his vision. the one he, he prefers. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to performance. Go ahead. I'll jump we, in We here. took all sure. the points. Yeah. You yeah. take it. I gave it an eight. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think Sigourney Weaver is fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Ian Holm is yep. great as Ash. The entire cast is solid, but some of the other characters... Uh, Brett
2: do... and, um, and Parker kind of fall a little bit flat.
0: Yeah, and... Um, Lambert? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the actress's name, but yeah, Lambert. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do their job. Like, they do a yeah. very solid job. They just don't rise to the same heights as Sigourney Weaver and Ian mm-hmm. Holm. Specifically Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Uh, so for me, like uh, it's 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 her movie basically. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you? What'd you get?
2: Uh, I gave it a nine, uh, mostly nice. for the same points. Uh, I felt uh, Tom Skerritt, Ian Holm, and and Sigourney Weaver just absolutely take all the all the 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 energy from basically everyone else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it, but just just Sigourney Weaver is just such a fantastic actress mm-hmm. that she she just carries the whole film just on her back just the whole time.
0: I I do think too that it's I like that. They, they scripted a lot of the scenes to where everyone's talking over each other and mm-hmm. a lot of the arguments, like, especially later when things, like uh, Dallas is dead and people are interrupting each other and talking over each other. It doesn't sound, it doesn't feel like a movie. Yeah. Where yeah. you say your line, I say my line. You say your line, mm-hmm. I say it's like all happening at once mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like chaos. Yeah, right. chaos. I gave
1: it an eight. Okay. Mostly on, I mean, obviously, Sigourney Weaver is Sigourney Weaver, right? Yeah. But mostly on the strength of the chemistry across the crew. Mm. They felt like a crew that has been shipping out together, yeah. dealt with, you know, other issues. They have longstanding complaints. Like you open with uh, Parker and the Brett, shares. Uh, Brett yeah. arguing about the shares yeah. and just kind of longstanding stuff like that that carried through that makes it feel, and they do a good job of selling it, that feels like these are real people who have worked with each other for a, a decades, large period of yeah. time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, I thought of Veronica Cartwright as Lambert. hmm I thought she actually got uh, a, some pretty good things to do. Oh, yeah. yeah toward, with,
2: towards the end, she actually had a pretty solid— right, with the
1: whole just come apart— because yeah. she is kind of the the one who really has the biggest emotional reaction to what's happening. When mm-hmm. I was
0: younger, she was very grating to me because I was like, "Just get on board, get over exactly. it, yeah." But yeah. Like, as I get older, I appreciate it more that she is doing that role very well, of like mm-hmm. the breakdown and like the the way she's handling it. Because
1: you need in a horror, right? You need that type of character because that's yeah. that's the balance to the the machismo or whatever else you end up with. Yeah. On the flip side, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know both sides of that coin dies because it's a horror. <laughs> Jokes on you! It doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. You know, I, really, the, the chemistry. I mean, you know, Bilbo running around being a being an android <laughs> is always entertaining to watch. He's
2: but. he's pretty chilling in the role. Mm-hmm. Like, because like in that like yeah. that set such the tone for the other the other you know films that came after it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, and there's the scene uh, when they go down to the planet. And he's going to be monitoring them, and he stands there and kind of like jogs in place really fast. Yep. Yes. Um, apparently, that was an ad lib that Ian Holm just threw in there. And when you watch it the second time, if, if you, if you yeah. haven't seen it the first time, knowing that he's no, knowing the Android, it all of a sudden is like, oh wow, is that like a weird like a tick thing? Yeah. But mm-hmm. the first time you see it, it's just like he's trying to wake up, yep. or, or like, you, you like don't him. really register it as creepy as for me at least on the second. You know, Or yeah. third time viewing it of like, oh, that's weird. Well, you, yeah. you
1: almost assume he's getting ready to be one of the people in the away team, right? Yeah. He's getting himself built up for you know, the two-kilometer hike or whatever, and then he just goes and sits in a chair. And you're like, dude, what the heck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right, well, let's move on to score. The score of the score. Yeah. I'll lead off. I gave it a nine. Yeah. I really like this score. It's,
2: it's, it's very good.
0: Very moody. It perfectly fits the atmosphere. It builds tension and punctuates scenes perfectly. Yep. And Jerry Goldsmith... You know watched cuts of the movie and scored to the cuts like a lot of composers do so he didn't like make them ahead of time yeah then they so like especially the in the opening when the the sleep chambers are opening Mm -hmm. or whatever like if you really listen to that score that that music right there Mm -hmm. it it goes through a whole journey when it opens up of like waking up it almost sounds like you know morning music or whatever and then uh just the transitions in the songs are are really good. Yeah, would what, you give it, Andrew?
2: I give it an eight, uh, basically for the exact same things. Um, there's a couple tracks in the in the general BGM that are mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to say forgettable. They're like because I definitely can recognize that it is alien when yeah. I, when I listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just a lot of it is still very creepy for me, <laughs> right. uh, and but I think the main title theme for the film oh, is yeah. is just phenomenal very good it's so good and yeah uh, you, he hasn't really done a lot i mean like he's done other stuff but he like he's not one of those composers that like you think of
0: yeah when yeah you think it's of, like musicals. when you look at the body of work he has he's done a lot of stuff that's like solid yeah but he's just not you don't think of him like a john williams yeah. or anybody like that
1: yeah steven what'd you give it all right i'm gonna i'm gonna be the voice of dissent here <laughs> i are gonna carry it down the scale i i waffled between a seven and a six yeah and i actually landed on a six okay okay so the the main theme is good, right? But everything else is just kind of horror sci-fi and nothing else really catches with you.
2: But so so here's the here's the question though, mm-hmm. is I understand that yes, it is horror sci-fi. Yeah. But this was the horror it, it sci-fi. Was,
1: it was. And so I also kind of lumped other complaints in here that that kind of we'll call it sound design or sound mixing, mm. especially towards the start when they're going out onto the planet. Like there's a certain point where it's like, bro, I get it. The planet's a harsh environment. Turn this crap down <laughs> <laughs> and play me some mute. Give me something creepy. Do something else. But just the constant, just like at some point, one of the people on the away team needs to like, cover their their mic or, or adjust the sounds that because this is just
0: do we have a windscreen yeah, <laughs> yeah like
1: it, it is just blasting you and for one of those kinds of moments where we could have something else backing it that could either add to the creepy build suspense anything just kind of the constant buffeting from this is just like man i just don't need this hmm.
2: yeah i mean and there are definitely a couple times uh, when they are going out to the to the mm-hmm. derelict that uh, it is kind of tough to hear what they're saying, and, just because it is going through like the static of the radio. That's okay,
1: yeah. just because that's like that's a deliberate choice, right?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely by design.
1: It's it's more just the the sheer. It's not just wind sound that they had going there, <laughs> where it was like, okay, we don't need this. Like, is am I a microphone outside of the suit? But they're all in the suits. So, you know, like a lot of scenes like this, you'll get kind of the the heavy the. <laughs> I'm uh, going into the first intro. You know, like like yeah. the, the breathing. We well, yeah. don't really get any of that. It's just this. Okay, I yeah. don't. I don't need this. <laughs> the oppressive just you, noise.
2: You've of it.
0: made your point. It's a harsh environment. It moved on to something else. I mean, so. that
2: that is completely fair.
0: Speaking yeah. of moving on to something else, hey, let's talk about the plot. <laughs> Andrew, what did you give plot?
2: Uh, so I gave plot a seven. Okay, uh, which is, um, I felt it, it was kind of like on the edge of a seven and an eight. Yeah, um, I Same. think that the. Um, it's it's so hard because I love this film a lot. Yeah, and it like from from the beginning to end, it actually it makes a whole lot of sense of you know kind of where everything you know goes. Uh, but some of the character decisions in the film do bother me of just kind of how stupid some of these people are. Sure, um,
0: they're simple space miners. There. I, I
2: mean, that is totally fine. They're not you know some. You they're
0: know, not used to dealing with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and they they're clearly dealing with an extraordinary. Situation, situation yeah. yeah um but yeah, for the most part it was really just some of the character decisions, uh like Lambert um was kind of tough to deal with, uh, you know, like you said when you when you first watched it, you know growing up you you felt that she was very grating yeah and i I understand you know you need to have a character like that that has this mental breakdown in the film
0: well, like somebody. Odds are one of the crew is gonna be that person. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm.
2: and, and unfortunately, most of them don't live long enough for that to actually happen. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but um, you know, it's it's definitely one of those to where um, like Dallas, like choosing to go into the into the Ducks seemed kind of like out of place from what like what they probably should have done. I think. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think he's kind of like, all right, let's just get this thing done. Let's go to bed. Let's, yeah. You know, like, like he was kind of, he was kind
2: of over it at yeah, that point. Yeah. Um, and I think from a captain's perspective, I don't think that was the right call. No. So, you know, that, yeah. that's kind of like those kind of just general decisions were like, oh, ah, okay, you know, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's go to Ryan. I'll, I'll yeah, jump
0: yeah, in because yeah, yeah, I'm going to build off some of that stuff. I, I gave it an eight. Yeah. Uh, I waffled between seven and eight. Yeah. And ultimately what pushed it up to an eight for me was, because, I mean, at the outset, it really doesn't break the mold on, like, what a horror movie or, like, a thriller movie would do, like, Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, the broad stroke bullet points. Uh But I think the way that the alien works, so Mm -hmm. it comes out of an egg, then there's a face hugger, Mm -hmm. and then it, like, incubates inside you. Then it hatches out, then it grows and becomes this big monster. Very but rapidly. the Metabolism is very fast. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting and unique.
1: With, with almost no input. Like, it's not like he ate.
0: Oh, right. yeah, other yeah, he just he, 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 got big. And so it's like <laughs> Ash, like the twist with him. Yeah. Like the first time you see it, you know, like it's got to be huge. Cause I remember as a kid being like blown away, cause I always thought. He was a, just some creepy guy. He was just a dude who was a company man mm-hmm. who was trying to get this alien, alien back. back back to, yeah. you know, Wayland Yutani. But, like, when you realize that he's got that other layer of, no, this kid's an android, all of a sudden it's like, we're already dealing with this one problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we have to deal with this other one. So for that, I, I think that is an interesting addition to what would be otherwise just a basic haunted house in space yeah. plot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah,
2: his little, like, because he does add a little bit extra kind of, like, twist to that yeah because like in a horror film you never want to help the bad guy right
1: yeah and then like he's like actually <laughs> <laughs> right. well, we want to collect this specimen. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: steven would you give it uh so i gave
1: it a seven so i think having ash as kind of the bad actor in the middle of the party mm-hmm. works really well in the sense that it lets a lot of kind of classic horror mistakes happen without them just seeing dumb Yeah. Kind of like him violating the quarantine because he has this other. Yeah. 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 I I will say having, you know, again, it's, it's 2022, the year that we've, we've been through in the past couple of years, watching everyone just go in and out of the med bay and just be like, mask, what are masks? Kind of triggering because (laughs) in a sense, it's almost like, man, like this thing is on this dude's face. You don't know where it came from. You don't know what it is. Why in the world you're in here with like this little piece of plastic on your face. You're like, Oh, we just we we put him in the container. You can take your mask off. It's like,
0: oh, I'm uh, pretty sure in '79 they were still smoking while they were doing surgery. I mean, <laughs> <I'm just> like,
1: <laughs> ah, man, it's
2: just one oh, of those so things. Nicotine fell in there. Ah, uh, I don't. Know, it's
0: He smokes three packs
1: a day. It'll be fine. Gives him a little spice in there. You know, I have some other complaints there, specifically actually around Ash and his mission, in the sense that if the crew is expendable, then there is no way that, uh. Ripley should be able to just look it up as the third officer and pull it up
0: out of the computer. Well, I think it defaults to her because Dallas is because dead. It Dallas doesn't is
1: Dallas, dead. if the crew is expendable, Dallas shouldn't be able to pull this up. Like this is not. That, it, I mean,
2: that that is. I do agree there. Yeah, yeah,
1: like this this should be something where, like, she's you know paywalled, blocked by <laughs> Order Nine Three Seven or whatever, yeah. and then once. Ash snaps, and they defeat him, and they bring him, they, they you know, plug his head in and talk to him, and that's where it's revealed.
0: So my defense of that would just be that, like, Ash was a late addition to this crew, mm-hmm. and they mentioned that in and the opening, of, like, have if you worked time, with him, but... and my, my assumption, and this is all, like, headcanon, you know, yeah. reading between the lines, would just be that, like, these ships are designed so if somebody dies, the next person gets full, you know, access to that kind of stuff, and there's no way remotely for... Wait, well, would you try to shut that uh, off? And yeah. the, the idea was Ash will kill whoever tries to get in there, which he tries to do as soon as he Ripley comes, comes right up. Yeah, yeah. I and mean,
1: that's and that's fair. It's just kind of weird because, like, hey, we can we can put the subroutine in, but we can't hide it from anyone. you own the whole thing. Yeah. What do you mean you can't hide it from someone?
0: I think that could be, though, like a a, a fundamental like how people understood computers in 1979. I mean, yeah, that's you know? that's
1: also fair. It's just it's,
2: we we do have like modern user control. Yeah, in it's mind just here. almost yeah.
0: too easy
1: for her to get access to it mm-hmm. when it's such a big deal for the plot, right?
0: Right. If they could have given her like, if I can get Dallas's, you know, yeah, login key or, or something, or, or, then or, it'll... or
1: even just give her the clue, she's trying to find information. It's like, sorry, this is this is hidden under nine three seven. Oh, well, I got Dallas's, I can access this. I was like, no, it's still is. okay. This is a bigger deal this is, yeah, mm-hmm. this is higher than. And then you know, Ash is kind of like, well, what? what are you doing, Dave? You know, behind her. Yeah. And we go from there. We get basically the same scene. It just, then you have the reveal there, and it's maybe a little more sinister feeling, whereas this kind of feels, it felt a little kind of like, uh, you know, the Three Stooges hatch a plan to go get a xenomorph.
0: Sure. Um, I disagree, but okay, sure. (laughs) I think, though, it it does lend to that, like, really cool shot of, like, she realizes what's going on, Mm -hmm. And then she leans back and it reveals Ian just Holmes right just there, sitting there waiting. Being yep. a creep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a good, like, but that scene still could yeah. have happened while she's being, you know, yeah, paywalled. I can't, I'm not getting a good Paywall. word No, but like, out. yeah, she,
0: she shouldn't have had access to that yeah. info. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I do so. also want to shout out, like, the 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 false ending, if you will, at the end, that, like, oh, yeah, know, everything's fine, everything's nice, and then she's turning on the, the the different things, and the alien's right there in the shot, and you don't even notice it. Of course, that's bit. also
1: a little weird, too, because it's, I, I don't... It's tired. It's had a lot of killing. I, I was supposed to say, I don't understand
0: yeah. what it's probably, because is kind of,
1: like, just chill, like, yo, bro, what's up? And then she's like, yeah. oh, like, it sees me, I see it, I'll go in this closet, like, it, in full view of it, I go in this closet, and it's just like... Yeah, object permanence now is like, oh, it disappeared for me. Where did she go? You know, like. Well,
2: no, I mean, it's it is um, resting after, like, like it's not. It's not that it sees her.
0: It's probably full.
2: Yeah, like it's it's, (laughs) it's just like you know what, I'm just tired.
0: Have you ever eaten a lot of chili? I, I I, just want to sleep. I I had a lot of
2: beans today. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and you know, (laughs) I I I can't eat this lady.
1: (laughs) it, It was one of those things where, for it being such a you know, monster throughout where it's just like, yeah, just chilling here. How's it going? It's just a little strange. Yeah. I mean, sure. Where, where it's f- literally full of, like it can, it can, it's not like it's trapped in there or anything. it just, it's there. It's there by choice. You can out. get out. You know, it's just, just trying chilling. to take a nap. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a little weird. It well, wants I think to sleep. it's also, yeah, like we don't know anything about this metabolism species of, of like, this. you know, maybe it like, just chills out in front of other things in plain, or maybe it was trying to hide so it could take a nap, or, like, there's a lot that's kind of, like, left it's unexplained. Just not, it's, yeah. not,
1: it's not explained or, or told, yeah. and I think for as big a horror as it could be, yeah, this is kind of almost like, oh, we're just walking down the gutter, and, you know, the, the clown is just laying in the gutter, and it's like, sup, at this point, right? Like <laughs> Where the do end you walk it, around? I'm just saying, like, like, this is almost <laughs> as if at the end of it, the clown's just laying in the oh. gutter, like, sup. He does that. Have you seen the movie? Well, yeah, but he's in the, <laughs> in the drain. Shut up. Sup? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that. But I mean, yeah, I but mean, like, I, I guess there, from- there's there was an opportunity there, right? Where you could have had the same sort of thing like we got with Dallas in the Hatch, where you have the the drips or whatever that he touches. Yeah. Where it's the same sort of thing, where like, oh, she touches that and she looks and, like you see like its tail or something sticking out, and she's... <gasps> and backs into the closet, et cetera, Right? And I think. That could have hit a little better, just because it's been such a terror throughout. And then again,
0: it's just chilling. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. I completely disagree. <laughs> yeah. I love that scene. I love everything about the tension. You just, and oh, that yeah. Whole back well, end. You yeah. just
2: like at that point, you've had the entire example of what this thing is capable do, of doing. Yeah, yeah. And so now you know that if she makes one singular sound that is larger than a pin prick, or her that, putting yeah. her legs in mm-hmm. the spacesuit. She is one hundred percent dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just like it because Ridley Scott used it as an excuse to make Sigourney Weaver strip on screen. Now
0: they could have gotten a <laughs> lot worse. This was the seventies. We, we could yeah. have seen. I feel, I feel like it's pretty restrained it, for it the seventies to be yeah. absolutely honest. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to speaking of Sigourney Weaver. Let's <laughs> move oh, on to no. the curse segue. <laughs> move on to entertainment. I gave it a ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously I love this movie. I had this moment where I, I finished uh, watching it and I sat back and I was like, how can I justify giving every score a 10? And I like really thought it through and I was like, no, no, no. I got to this be, the perfect film? Yeah, I gotta be unbiased. I've gotta be, you know, like look at this logically. That's and, why and,
2: entertainment exists as a scoring.
0: Right. And so I was like, I'm not moving entertainment from a 10. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, not just to rehash. The cinematography is great. The characters yep. are great. Sigourney Weaver is great. I, I think this is the strongest movie in the Alien franchise. I love Aliens. I think it's a very good action movie, but yeah. I think mm. this movie is just like, it sets it's one of everything. my favorite movies yeah. of all time. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic film. Yeah. What'd you give it, Andrew? Uh,
2: I also gave it a 10. It was the first score that I wrote, and I as I was <laughs> writing this review, I was like, you know, how hard, like, can I justify giving a 10 to a lot of these categories? Uh, and Because, uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, oh man, because like seriously, this is definitely one of those films where if someone's like came over to my house unannounced and was like, Hey, you want to watch Alien? Oh. Be like, any oh, day of heck, the week. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Like right now I got the laser discs over here. Yeah. And <laughs> I got it
0: on my UMD, on my PSP. That's PlayStation <laughs> Portable. It's not an obscure format. You are <laughs> What the uh, heck? Laserdisc?
2: Yeah, but I mean like, He's a purist. The, the the cinematography's great. The the
1: Look, it let him avoid all of George Lucas' special edition meddling, so that's it, fine. It does. Like that well that's sure.
2: th- initially that's why I got yeah, I a Laser Disc was so I could have the original copies. Because yeah. VHS will absolutely degrade. Technically Laser Disc sure. two, it just lasts a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh but yeah, no superior I, format. I, <laughs> the the film is fantastic. Mm. I, I just I can't get enough of it. Like, I love this film so much.
0: Yeah. I think we've gushed enough. Yeah. Steven, what do you think? What do you give it? I give
2: uh, it a five. No, no. I give it a seven. Four.
0: Shut up. seven. I gave it a
1: seven. Nice. Uh, you know, it's very heavy horror. hmm And yeah. I think it does that very well. Yeah. Horror isn't necessarily my thing. And also, at this point, you know, maybe when it came out, right, some of the, the tropes are groundbreaking, mm-hmm. but watching it from this perspective... Where, you know, it's not like I was around to see it in theater. I think sure. I saw it first probably somewhere in the mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, you already know all the tropes of, well, well, oh, nobody split up. Hey, you go get the cat by yourself. Okay, well, he's dead. Yeah. Like, it it <laughs> kind of telegraphs itself almost too much at this point. Uh, I do really love the cat jump scares. Oh, because yeah. it's such a great break of, oh, holy crap. Oh, phew. Yeah. No, no, you're still screwed. It's just delayed for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that that cat scene specifically where he lets the cat go uh-huh. is good because it explains, it kind of sets up the reason he would go off by himself. They're like, you let it go. It's going to pop up on the, you know, the yeah, on detector motion, yeah. again. You got to go get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your fault type yep. thing. Well,
1: and also, I mean, not to loop back into plot, right? But mm-hmm. we all saw the size of this thing that came out of Kane and, and just— Freaking scuttled right off. The yeah, it could be
2: a cat. Well, it's the it's the right size. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, then they they have that net where it's like, dude, have you looked at the size of the holes in this net? Anything can get through that. I can put my <laughs> whole arm through that thing. You're not catching <laughs> anything in that net. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which of course later on with the movie as it goes, you're like, wow, that was that was a really optimistic approach, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what if we just spook it? <laughs> <laughs> just make it mad. Throw it on there. Yeah. Yeah. But. At the end of the day, it's, it's one of those movies that I, you know, thinking about it in, in the run for this review, realized that I emphatically cannot watch with my wife. Uh, I don't think she would survive this movie. I think it's, <laughs> it's incredibly tense. Yeah. And then also when I think of the franchise, Aliens is really what I reference the most. It's the one that I quote the most. And it's, it's a more stereotypical 80s action film. Well, right? let,
0: let's segue real quick then. So if someone liked this movie, what else should they watch?
2: I mean, oh, I don't, I, I have no I, answer to that because I don't watch horror
1: films. Well, I was like, gonna say Aliens I is mean, kind well, of a it, alien. Aliens keeps you within the universe, right? right. Yeah. Uh, I I think the better, probably some of the better examples of jump scare or high tension horror. I don't know that you know if you're a really big fan of kind of the trend of big gory horror where you know people are just splattered over the walls and everything else. This is not that film, right? No. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's very restrained in a lot of its violence, uh, you really want something that's going to build tension. And Ryan, you are our horror guru.
0: I mean, obviously, the one that jumps to mind is John Carpenter's 1982, The Thing. Obviously. Oh,
1: yeah. I, that's an easy, yeah, because yeah, it's, I feel the, like same kind of it's feel. the same
0: kind of feel. It's the same kind of feel. Does yeah. yeah. that take place in Antarctica? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's this like blue collar crew, they're out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to spoil too much because it's w- another one of my favorite things okay, gotcha. of all time. And you, and you need to, yeah, you need
1: to not be spoiled going into yeah, it. And it like,
0: if you like this movie and you have not seen The Thing. See The Thing. Stop I, I, listening. Yeah. No, don't do that. I, I, <laughs> Go never, watch The Thing. I've never
2: seen it. Really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, man. I think you would actually enjoy we, it. We should have a movie night. I, Although it's disgusting. It's
1: very I about, violent. I will say, now, I was just about to caveat that. I, yeah. like, I don't have any particular desire to see it. I've seen it enough. I watch it about once a year. Andrew ah. you are free to watch.
0: It's it, so Andrew, it is the same
2: We could we could do like a guys night and watch it and then I'll just like watch through my fingers. <laughs> Boys
0: night.
1: <laughs> Andrew uh, uh, among us the polar research map. Yeah, that's that's it's, the thing. It's the yeah. thing. Yeah. It's the thing.
0: Another one I would throw out is the, the uh, Predator. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, kind of predator, like, yeah, the yeah. first Predator. The film. same idea, the first mm-hmm. Predator. It's still Predator is still more action oriented than
1: this, but it definitely has the same in like there's, a, yeah. there's a
0: creature, there's yeah. a crew of people trying to survive yeah. it. You uh-huh. know, I think that's the theme with all those, the thing, alien, yeah. mm-hmm. predator, all, if if you like that type of pacing in your movie and that's like the central conceit, then I think those are good.
2: So, um, before we, cause I know we're kind of wrapping up here, I'm yeah. also going to suggest something, but it is not horror films. Yeah. Oh. It is board games. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. So, His love and joy uh, here. Okay. So this is one of my favorite lightweight board game.
1: Do, do you love the movie Alien?
2: <laughs> yes, I do, <laughs> If the Steven. answer
1: is yes, this is for you.
2: Yes, so there is, uh, if you go to Target right now, mm-hmm. they sell the Alien, The Fate of Nostromo board game. It is a co-op up to five-person board game Yes, where you are on the Nostromo trying to survive and complete objectives and get through and escape or kill the alien or basically... Do all sorts of different things. And the alien is an AI that basically runs around and just causes havoc.
1: Yeah, based off like uh, card draws
0: and meaning, stuff. Yeah, meaning the, the game itself is playing, like it's four you, you're just versus playing the, the game. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, it has Jonesy in it, it has Ash in it. Uh, if you want a harder mode, then Ash can be definitely an integral part of the game, which is very yeah. difficult. Uh,
1: yeah, and the scale on this can go up really rapidly, and how difficult it can be.
2: Yes, uh, I can't recommend this game enough. It is thirty dollars at Target, actually, and most of the time they have it on sale for like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have just a group of friends that yeah. want to play that enjoy this theme, and it's a co-op, that, so it's not competitive. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Like, this is the, just such the an theme, easy. It's one of really the funnest times done. I've
0: had with a board game. Yeah.
2: yeah, like it's it's such yeah. an easy in to this and the the fun part is because like you know whenever you think co-op you think of pandemic if you're familiar with board games you cannot really play this game by yourself in a group of people
0: you can't like take charge you, you, and tell you people, can't yeah, basically yeah. just tell people what to do right yeah you have to work together yeah to you get have to work
2: it. together to make it happen i i love this game so much and it is definitely you know has augmented my love for this film as well for sure
0: yeah Great artwork, too, yeah. like on the cards mm-hmm. and, and, and the characters. And
2: little minis. I painted them. They look great, you know.
0: Yeah. If you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to Spoilers Intended. Remember, if you like what you heard and you want more, you can support us for the low, low price on Patreon of just $1 a month. And that gets you access to all of our bonus episodes. Guys, what do you think about our bonus episodes?
2: I think they're really fun.
0: They're, they're a lot of
1: fun. A big change, I would say, from the, the conventional review format yeah. in a good way in mm-hmm. that where it's a little more relaxed, a little more round table, uh, just, just having fun. Yeah. Yeah, and- we
0: do a lot of fun stuff on there. We got a Star Wars tier list where we ranked all the, the mainline Star Wars movies. Yep. That was a that, lot of fun. That was
2: an experience. Uh, we, we also have, um, you know, an- anime recommendations. If you've never, you know, decided to watch anime or you, you kind of have the itch for it, um, mm-hmm. that's a good episode to kind of check out.
1: Yeah. And we're also always putting more onto our list and then choosing from it kind of at random. In any kind of tier list we do, there's a lot of politics. If you're if you're a big fan of the Star Wars prequels, you'll love it because <laughs> there's a lot of politics because we have to, to convince yeah. one another why to go up or down.
0: Yep. And – Again, for $1, you get access to all of the bonus content we've uploaded. Plus, we're going to upload at least one bonus episode a month. Yep. So yep. I think it's well worth a dollar. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Discord if you want to join in on the conversation. If you loved or hated Alien and want to tell us about it, jump in there. Yeah. All the links for that can be found, again, at spoilersintendedpodcast.com. Uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Stephen. And every spoiler was intended. And now each individually. Andrew? Ah! Steven? Ah! Me? Ah! Look out, look out! <laughs> <laughs>